<laughs> We're like the bog of eternal stench, but just burps. <laughs> hey. Welcome to the B-Listers, a podcast about movies. Each week, we'll discuss a different movie, whether it's a new release or a silent film from almost 100 years ago. We'll leave no stone unturned. I'm Benji. I'm Brendan. And this week, we got real emotional, and we watched A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Real emotional. <laughs> so this was our uh, this was our winner of our first ever poll. Yeah. I was... I was um, pleasantly surprised at the at the reaction that we got from it. The reaction, but I was a little okay. So part of you gets a little bummed when your choice doesn't get picked, <laughs> which is okay no. because that's the whole point of yeah. it. Yeah, and we're still gonna do it. We're still gonna do it. But after you told me what you were picking, I'm like, <laughs> You're like I, I got know. no comparison, man. You're gonna it, 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 we got to do that one. That's just hands the, down. The choices we made were so drastically different. It was different. Yeah, and I didn't. I okay. So I gotta say, I did not see this. Until now. Yeah. Like, this is one Until that we... just watched yeah. it. Which it, is, is... That's most of the reason I chose it. Yeah. And it came out... I knew the importance. We knew the importance. Yeah. I don't know what stopped us. Yeah. I kind of have a feeling it was like a subconscious little thing that's like... Careful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you knew it was going to be something that would yeah. make you emotional. Yeah. And then once I heard that, because um, not only did you, but everyone was saying it was like, because uh, it was up for a lot of Academy Awards or a lot yeah. of awards. And what surprised me was that Tom Hanks was up for supporting. Yeah. And that's what really kind of threw me a loop. Yeah. And then once you, you thought it was going to be mainly yeah, about him. You're like, no, it's not about him. Yeah. Well, it is about, it's about Mr. Rogers, but it's not about Tom He's Hanks. not the main character. Yeah. Oh, boy, dude. This was... This was borderline too much. Like, you know, we... we <laughs> you're going to make me watch Waves, and then you're going to say that this was no, too okay, much? No, I was literally I was literally just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, at, before this, to date, the most emotional, probably the most powerful, probably is going to arguably be Waves. Yeah. Which makes you feel a certain way, whatever it does, you know. But I wanted to stop watching this for a different reason. Okay. And... First, okay, first and foremost, let's get this out of the way. Yes. Uh, I was born in 1992. Uh-huh. 95. 95. So we were kind of in the last little bit. Yeah. We were we were probably the last generation, I would say, that, that was raised on, on Mr. Rogers while he was alive. Yes. And... That okay, so I'm, I'm getting chills thinking about it. This is gonna be a tough one. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. This is gonna be kind of a tough one to get through. Yeah. Um, Which is why I chose it. <laughs> the uh, the importance as a kid is is not there. You don't think it, about it. Yeah, it can be, but it's it's it was a show. It's a little bit lost on you. Yeah, it was a show. Like it's just something that you know this 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 kind gentle man is speaking so calmly to you that you're you're. You're kind of drawn to it, but yeah. you don't you don't totally know why. And like I was seven when Mr. Rogers died. You're seven. And I I honest I remember I remember the it. day that he died. I remember. I remember waking up in the morning. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. Yeah. Uh February or no, yeah, February twenty seventh, two thousand three. Yeah. I remember waking up and getting ready for school and it was on the news. Mm. And that like I just remember I want to say that he was like the first 
I guess celebrity you could say that I that died that I was like you honestly remember I was aware of yeah like if anybody any other celebrity had died and I heard about it at that age I would have been like I don't know who that is yeah but Mr. Rogers I was like whoa yeah and I remember it just kind of I wouldn't say I was sad all day but I it affected you. Yeah, yeah it, it definitely affected, affected me just for that day, and then after that, it wasn't yeah. like that big of a deal. I mean, at, at seven, seven years, years old, old, it's it's definitely. But the 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 significance is the fact that you felt something at seven years old. Right. I remember when it happened. Um, you would have been twelve, nine. nine, nine, almost nine. God, my math's horrible. No. Eleven, almost eleven. <laughs> my math is yeah. so bad. Apparently. <laughs> uh, I just remember. I remember waking up and, uh, you know, of course, at that back in that day, you know, you, you see things on the news. You don't right. read the internet. We weren't on our phones. Yeah. We are doing all this crap. And it was the whole, like, expose on, like, you know, Fox or, or uh, whatever news NBC, outlet. whatever it was. And everybody was talking about it. You yeah. Know, you, you flipped well, it was, through. It was hard not to. Yeah. And you have all the, the, the pictures. It was, like, what he meant. All, all, mm-hmm. I just remember seeing all the overwhelming news stories right and i have to say like i I don't think it really affected me i don't think it really kind of hit me as hard yeah i mean i've always been like i'd say i've always been uh i mean i don't know if i'd i'd say always but within the last like five years maybe not (laughs) just because of who i've grown to be (laughs) but as a child i was very emotional yeah yeah um knowing you i can i can contest that it's definitely um you have a tougher shell yeah. than a lot of people. Um, I like to say I have a tougher shell than a lot of people I'd until you get you to do, know me. For sure. Um, but, of course, if you live with me, you know, Steph can, can say that, that it, that shell is really not that thick when it comes yeah, to Yeah, I mean, Lee would probably say the same for me. <laughs> it's just, you know, the, the things we put out there. Yeah. But uh, um, I didn't, I guess, okay, I'm going to lead into this. I didn't realize how important this show was to me. Until probably until, pretty recently. No, until watching this movie. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, and it's really overwhelming. It yeah. was... I have so many memories and so many... Just watching the show. Like, everybody yeah. has that memory. Yeah. It's one of those things that you don't really realize mm-hmm. until you, like, sit there and you think about it and you watch yeah. this movie. Because it's just... It was just a part of your childhood, much like many other yeah, things. Yeah, it was and a so part now, of your now, like, you go and you watch this movie and you see the effect that he actually had on people and you're like, oh... Yeah, I, I do remember. I do remember. I yeah. remember everything, and um, the I think those opening five minutes, you know, ten minutes, right? Um, it sunk. Yeah. So we last night because I watched the first time last night. We were cooking dinner uh, pretty late. Yeah. Had a couple drinks, kind of. I think both me and Stephanie subconsciously kind of knew what we were getting into. Right. So we kind of took that extra shot. We kind of <laughs> took that extra yeah. beer. You use like, alcohol as like an extra which layer. Of I body. don't ever recommend doing because, especially for, not for this movie, man. For me and Stephanie, it just brings out the emotions even further. Uh, but we sat down, started eating, started it, and I think what was it, Steph? It was like. Maybe 20 minutes in, I actually stood up and walked away. Yeah, we paused the movie four times. Wow. The for the first, like, 20 minutes after the beginning. After Was once, it when he, like, opened the little cardboard window and you saw yes. Lloyd's face? So when you saw Lloyd's face and it stopped, that's... I think that was the second, I think. When he oh, gosh. Neighbor. We were 
You're like, no. <laughs> yeah. So when he when he when he first walked out. <laughs> oh man. And um. My mind, this is the best. But yeah, my, exactly what I want <laughs> to happen for this movie. So cool. I know. My well, mind's all over the place right now. <laughs> I figured it was going to happen to me eventually, so I just had to like. Yeah, get it out there. Yeah, I had to get it in there. <laughs> you got to do could. it first. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the first we put positive. We paused it multiple times within the first twenty minutes. Yeah. But those were initial pauses. Are just like overwhelming feelings. Yeah. But it got to the point. Like I think it was the second time you see him. In the show, like the second time you actually see him start acting right. in the show, I, I I had to stand up and walk away. Yeah, and we didn't pause it, we didn't do anything. And I stood up, and it was like it wasn't like I was trying to like control myself from crying or anything, but it was just like this extreme, extreme. Um, what am I looking for? Nostalgia. Uh, probably nostalgia, and it was probably a a box that had hadn't been opened in probably 20 years 20 years that just um, opened up yeah yeah and it kind of clicked me and i'm like i watched this show more than i realized and i I took so much stuff from this show Mm -hmm. that i didn't realize yeah you know and can we just say how amazing tom hanks is tom hanks is great i will say though it is a, a little jarring watching this movie and then going and watching an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It's different, Because right? you feel like, while you're watching the movie, you're like, wow, Tom Hanks is perfect. Yeah. And then you watch an episode and you're like, what? It's different. It's yeah. so, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, I think Tom Hanks was great. I think he was incredible in this in this role. Yeah. I, I think they were really trying to just capture the... Sincerity. The sincerity and how much this show mean to him. Mm-hmm. And how I, I I never thought throughout the entire movie that he felt like it was a show, right? He never did, right? Which is I think that's probably that was probably true to real life. Yeah, as well. and I think um, the woman I didn't write her name down. The woman that played I think the um, one of the not showrunners but um, shorter hair. She was actually she actually worked on the show. Yeah, yeah. She actually worked on the original Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. Uh-huh. So to have, and I didn't realize that until afterwards doing some research, that a lot, they pulled in a lot of people and a lot of things from his life. Right. You know? Um, one of the things that kind of stands out to me right away was um, the his handler, I forget his name, the one that's always with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, huh? His, like, assistant? His assistant. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the dad from Veronica Mars. Mm-hmm. He's also in Galaxy Quest. And Penny Dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he said something to Lloyd. Yeah. After he met him for the first time, which was, what was it? I, I don't know if you put this quote down. Um, okay. Whatever he says to Lloyd after he first meets Mitchell Rogers, and he's kind of taken back, and it kind of solidifies what Mr. Rogers is and who he is. Right. Which is why he's doing what he's doing. You know, it was something about humanity... And that Lloyd hasn't seen that yet. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. You don't really care for humanity, don't you, to Lloyd? Yeah. And he said he read everything that he yeah. did. Um, that kind of put, that painted the picture of who Lloyd was. Who Lloyd was and who Mr. Rogers was. Yeah. You know, he's not just doing this for the kids. He's doing this to make an impact in everybody. Everybody and the concept of love. Right. The concept of acceptance and learning about mm-hmm. people. Um, yeah, man. That was 
That that hit me pretty hard right there yeah. when he said that. The whole movie is just kind of a <laughs> a heavy hitter. It really is. It's the amount of like real real stuff that actually happened that they incorporated in the movie was also kind of incredible. Like that whole tent Most scene, it, right? Yeah, like yeah. the whole tent scene when he was trying to put up the tent while yeah, Lloyd yeah. came in. Yeah. That was like a real thing that happened. Um, on the show, they ended up like cutting to an actual clip of him like with the tent already set up. Set up. But they showed the clip of him like struggling to do it on like an episode of like David Letterman. Okay. Back in the day, that yeah, Mr. Yeah. Ro- Mr. Rogers was on. Like he was wow. a guest, and they showed that clip. I thought I thought it was really cool that they did those archive scenes. Yeah. Really well, mm-hmm. and you can do that, especially nowadays. Right. And especially with older clips, they had um, Arsenio Hall. Yeah. And uh, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. And. It was flawless. And, yeah, and there was in in between those two clips, there was a clip of of him just talking. It was like an old, like black and white. Mm-hmm. It was on like black and white film, and you can find that clip on YouTube of like Mr. Rogers. He was like playing the piano. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. Just, like leans onto his piano and just starts talking. Yeah, and that was that was that clip that they used. Man. Yeah. It, it's... I around when this movie came out, I think before it came out, I was in like a weird. Like big, like Mr. Rogers obsession, obsessive phase. Okay. So I like I, I read a book about him. I listened to all wow. these podcasts about him. I watched like I don't know I don't know what it was. I think it was just because politically we're in a real tough time, for sure. And I was having a hard time like seeing the positive in the world. Oh, I, and I, I think I just agree. needed something to to help me with that. Yeah. Um, and that doing all that definitely helped. Which is exactly the purpose he was doing this was right. No, know? absolutely. There's a, a podcast I listened to on Spotify that um, was made by the people at iHeartRadio yeah. called Finding Fred. Um, and <laughs> that's the only time I've ever listened to a podcast that actually, like, had me in tears. Because <laughs> it, was, it was just this guy just talking about Mr. Rogers and, and all these, like, real-life things that happened. Yeah, and there that was, that like, was there the was clip you, guys, you just showed just, me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, gosh, it was just, yeah, it was just so powerful. I I didn't I guess I never really grasped how much he how much he actually was willing to put out there to change things. Yeah. And like I said we've all seen the show like like what's okay so what stands out to me right away that I can pull from memory is the king King Friday the 13th. Yep. And um Daniel Daniel striped tiger the puppets. Yeah. Um and then it like Well the funny thing about the puppets is that when I was a kid I, they were just puppets to me. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't until probably like a year and a half ago where I was like, oh, Mr. Rogers' voice is the puppets. I knew that later on, but of course, yeah. you don't know. You're not yeah. thinking it was. That. It wasn't one of those things that I knew as a kid. Yeah, you're and not it was like this that. weird realization that I had as an adult, and I was like, what? Now that you mentioned wow. that, that was probably one of my favorite scenes is Lloyd first seeing that and yeah. seeing him talk as Daniel. And you see Daniel, and it's an amazing shot. It's an amazing uh, editing process that... They focus in on this puppet, has this voice, has this talking, has this this character, mm-hmm. and you pan down, and you just see Rogers down there. Yeah, just reading the just, script. Just reading the script, just, but it's so natural to him. Yeah. And it's like you can tell that this is a character within himself. Right. Well, and if you listen to like interviews with Mr. Rogers, he, he talks about how each puppet that he voices is like a different part of him. God. Like Daniel Striped Tiger was like uh, like all these emotions that he felt. All the puppets were all emotions that yeah, he felt that yeah. he didn't know how to portray. So that was how he did it as a kid was yeah. through these puppets, and that that's why he incorporated them into his show. God, man, yeah, 
Can I, I just want to say, just I know that this is where my mind just went, is can we just admire the fact that this man that had such a grasp on the concept of childhood and, and, and kids uh-huh. turned out 100% completely wholesome. Yeah. And there was there was nothing ever bad that came out about him. There was he was always like just, he was that was just who he was. That's just who he was, and that's incredible. And you don't see that nowadays. You don't see the, we don't focus on those kinds of people nowadays. It's always the, the bad. bad ones. It's always the ones that did something or the ones right. that took advantage of that. Um, most notably, um, Elmo, in my opinion. Yeah, which was Michael such a Flash. big, big, big gut Kevin punch. Clash. Gut punch. When I found that out, when right. that came out, because of course I'm a, I'm a Sesame Street kid. Right. I think most of us in this room are Sesame Street yeah. kids. To this day, I can still sit down and watch Sesame Street and love it. And then, but when you see Elmo, it's like there's this 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 subconscious like it's like disconnect disconnect. Mm-hmm. Anything with Mr. Rogers was, it's still yeah Mr. It, Rogers. It's, it's yeah. It's always going to stay that way. It's always going to stay There's that way. There's nothing ever bad about him that's ever going to come out. Yeah. And just you know the the, the songs the the. Which he wrote the all movements of that you don't realize you remember so vividly. Yeah, how he switches his his sweater, or he comes and takes his coat off, puts his sweater on, then he picks his shoes. I remember him opening up and all the shoes that he had, and he always yeah. picked a different pair. Sat down, took the time, looked at you, and uh, it, it's just. Yeah, it's just overwhelming, man. Yeah. It just really is. The funny thing is that most of the reason he he changed his shoes was because the the regular shoes that he wore were too loud for that set. Oh, so he switched so the shoes with like rubber soles. Yeah, yeah. So they just cool. they just incorporated that's that really into his cool. little intro and outro. Um, I thought it was really interesting that uh, they casted Chris Cooper as yeah. Lloyd's dad, mm-hmm. which. I mean, in the beginning, you're like, oh, yeah, this is a typical Chris Cooper yeah, character. Yeah, it's, it's, the it's the same guy he's always playing. Yeah, he's always typecast as that always same type of person. Um, that was out of left field for me. Yeah. why he's trying to reconnect with his son, mm-hmm. which they did it. That whole scene, been there, done that, man. That whole scene when he, he comes in and he shows up uninvited, has dinner. Oh, yeah, And yeah. you find out what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's that was that was insane. And the guy that played Lloyd, um, Matthew Rice, Reese, I think it's pronounced Reese, was really really good. Yeah. I mean, at first it was kind of stiff. It was kind I'm, of. Yeah. I'm a little bit bummed that that Tom Hanks kind of overshadowed him. For sure, like, people always talk about with Tom how Hanks they how they wrote it, and how it was written. Yeah, yeah like yeah. they talk about how good Tom Hanks was in this movie, but they ne- they never talk about how good Matthew Reese was. That's the scene that I was just talking about. That's when I was like, I'm sold. Yeah, like, this guy is. I'm glad the movie was about him. I'm glad it was about him. That scene and uh, the hospital scene yeah. after that, which, I mean, again, been there, done that. It's like you sit there and it's like you your 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 emotions are so overwhelming. You start seeing things. Yeah. And it's incredible the fact that just spending so little time with Mr. Rogers, the first person he sees in a time of crisis and a time of stress is Mr. Is Rogers. Mr. Rogers yeah. You know, I think it's it was you could kind of see in like the first like interview scene that they had together, where it was like after like in Mr. Rogers had like a break while filming, and they were just like sitting yeah, there, like yeah. twenty minutes or so to talk. The twenty minutes I thought we had twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could I even in like just in Lloyd's face, you could see. The effect that he was already having yeah. on him in just that 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 little conversation, he knew what to say. Yeah, like, and it, it was 
It was okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. It was borderline therapeutic. It was borderline uh, therapy session, right? Which I think was the point. Yeah. But they did a good job with not crossing that border of he is a therapist asking you those typical expected questions. Right. You could tell that the questions were coming natural. You could tell that you can see his thought process, Mr. Rogers' thought process of him reacting to Lloyd's story. Right. And what he wanted to ask and what, what where he wanted to go with that conversation. Yeah. And his intention on pulling out the information to allow Lloyd to accept what was happening. Yeah. It's just, you could break this down, dude. Yeah. We, I, like, <laughs> we can make this episode three hours if we really honestly, want to do it. Honestly, so just yeah. to go down to each scene and each time he yeah. speaks and why he's speaking the way he's speaking. You yeah. Know? I One of the notes I wrote down was that you you can't not smile every time Tom Hanks is on, on screen yeah. as Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Like, you just can't help it. Like, it's just so good. And the fact that he, um, every family he meets, or every person he meets, he has to take a picture. Yeah. And it just, it just he just wants to remember. Like, he yeah, wants he just to wants remember, to remember everybody. He wants to remember you. You're important. Everybody that he meets is important. Is important. And that's such a life lesson right now, especially like you just said earlier, in this day and age, it's just so stressful and it's so, so much hate and anger yeah, going on right so now. There's so much division. That you have to find, in, in most people, you have to find that little bit that's going to be positive. Right. And, you know, that's a conversation that, you know, I've had multiple times is, it, I'm, I'm going to take a quote from Lee. It's too easy to focus on the negative nowadays. Yeah. And I'm 100% guilty of doing that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because it's it's... It's easy. It's easy to get mad. It's easy to get frustrated. And until I know that that said person, I think, I mean, it's going to be hard for me. But until I know or at least talk to that person, I can try to find some kind of positivity. Right. But it's just, man, these past couple of years, these past six, seven years has been just nothing but. Yeah. We, uh, I, we need Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Right I think this movie came out. At the perfect time. Agreed. Agreed. Like, because we saw it in theaters when we first saw it. Yeah. And that was that was the most <laughs> uh, emotional reaction I've ever had to a film. Wow. Like we we sat there in the theater and it was it was I got you know a little teary eyed mm. here and there throughout the movie. We left the movie and Lee's mom texted her and she said because we were asking her mom what she wanted for Christmas and she said all I want is to spend time with you guys. And after, literally just after sitting this hour and 45-minute movie, that was just, like, the catalyst I needed. And it was just, like, instant. Like, I was sobbing. Now that you say that, an hour 45 or hour 40-minute movie did not feel like an hour 45-minute No, movie. it felt longer. It but felt in a, much in longer. A, in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Um, I really I really liked that he inserted himself into, this, this, into Lloyd's life yeah. a certain way that... But not, like, obtrusively. But not obtrusively. Um, and the diner scene when he's like, uh, when he's like, what did he say? I want you to find, I want you to, to think about loved that people that loved you. Into being. Into yeah. Being. So the, the importance of that scene was he says that and the silence starts and then it cuts 
to to the real life Joanne Rogers. Yeah. And then immediately after that it goes to um, David Newell, who plays Mr. McFeely. Yeah. And then it's just that long stretch of silence with him just looking into the camera. But the entire building stopped and looked yeah. at him. Which I imagine that would have happened in real life. And it was... Whew. But seeing Chills. that now... Chills. We, last time we watched this movie was about a year ago. And watching that scene now is definitely harder since Joanne Rogers died yeah. in January. Yes, yes. That sucked. I mean, she was a widow for almost 20 years. Yeah, about 18 know? years. And she, and I know she continued his legacy pretty right. much. No, she absolutely. did everything that she could to honor the man. But it's like scenes like that where it kind of broke the fourth wall where everybody, oh, every, everybody in the room had to stop. Yeah. And it wasn't like this weird spiritual, weird, like subconscious thing Lloyd was seeing. It's like, no, like it was almost as if everybody in the room was already listening to him. Yeah. Even though they're in their own conversation, they're in their own yeah. person. They heard this, and it's like they they agreed with him. They look at Lloyd, like waiting for that that response. Right. Like we've done that, or yeah. we've tried to do that. Now it's your turn. Yeah. When we saw this movie, it was like a Tuesday morning at like ten a.m. Yeah. And so there was maybe like four or five other people in the theater, but it was still just like just dead silent. Yeah. And it was gosh. Yeah. I I don't think I can name. A scene from a, a different movie that is more or equally as powerful as that one. I could name a scene from this movie. Yeah. That's about the same. But another movie, I, I don't think I could. For I, I've, I've spoken to it before, but for me, coming right off the top of my head, all the movies I've seen, there's only one scene that I felt kind of the same way through this. Uh-huh. Um, I, I've mentioned it before. I think it was I think it was the waves was uh Honey Boy with uh-huh. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And um if you've seen that movie you'll know what I'm talking about. If not, definitely check it out. Uh hold your reservations for Shia, whatever you want to do. Just give it a shot as a movie. Yeah. Um There's a scene where they go out in, in Honey Boy and the ther- the therapist asks the teenage Shia um Go outside and scream. Uh-huh. Just scream as loud as you can. Let it out. Yeah. You know, he didn't say let it out, but just like, just, just do that. Yeah. And he was hesitant and he was super hesitant, super reserved on doing that. And he finally goes outside and he just looks up and he makes this scream. And that hit a chord that I've done. Yeah. And this movie hit some chords that was on the same wavelength where it was like, it, it just hits you. It just hits right. you a different level. Yeah. And you can pull from any kind of childhood trauma, whatever you want to do. Yeah. A breakup, a, a death, uh, whatever. Right. Anything. Anything. And the fact that you can sit there and picture Mr. Rogers looking at you. Yeah. Saying that. God, it hits a different level, man. Yeah. It really does. The only scene that I would compare to that one in this movie um, is when he and Lloyd are on the on the subway. 
Don't, 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 don't. I was gonna, I was gonna mention that, but I was, I was holding, I was, I was putting that off yeah. as long as I could, because that's the, that's the scene. Both me and Stephanie looked at each other and was like, "We're both crying you had, like, right the now." Bottom lip quivering. Yeah, we're both crying right yeah. now. That's hey, it. Mr. Rogers. Yeah, and then they just start, and then the whole, the whole, the whole train, well, the whole, the whole train starts just singing. Start singing with him, and that everybody knew the song. Yeah, everybody knew the lyrics. You know, and it, it, if they okay, I, I kind of wish they wouldn't have put that in the trailer because it was in the trailer. It was that kind of like you kind of knew that something was going right. to happen that way. But I, it's still, I wish they wouldn't have because it was like it was so important. It was such a pivotal scene that these two little kids. She's like, do it, do it. You know, yeah. she's like encouraging her to do it, and you're like, it's not going to happen. Is it? It's going to. Is it going to happen? Yeah. Is it going to happen? And he just starts singing, man, and that song is engraved. Yeah, and even if you I, don't like, if you can't sing along with it, it's in your head. Yeah, like you you know the tune. You know it. You know what what makes Mister Rogers such a cultural impact, and how how is he able to pretty much touch on every aspect of the human's consciousness and right. and then the 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 importance of living. Yeah. You know, I think it kind of goes off of what we were saying earlier. He, that was just genuinely who he was. Yeah. Like he was always selfless and caring about other people. Um, and he, he just had the gift of, he knew the right thing to say always. Seemingly it was never a burden to him. No, no, you never felt that it was too much for him. Right. And I got the best I can relate it to is like, it's almost like a grandparent. Mm hmm. That, you know, mid-80s, 90s, and they, they tell you something. Uh-huh. It's just like, you know, like my grandpa told me once, he's like, you're not always going to fight with your brother. Yeah. Even though you're doing that now, you're going to find the importance of having a brother. Right. And at a kid, I'm like, <laughs> whatever. I hate this kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. But now that I'm almost 30, it's like you sit there and it's like, he's kind of right. Yeah, you know, but that's 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 what I'm trying to relate. It's like it to. that, but in in literally every aspect, with of every life. aspect, with everything. Yeah, you know, and it's it's like it's 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 a man that you could sit there and tell your story, right? And you know, know that he would be listening. He, exactly, you would know that he's listening. Yeah, and he, you know, that you'd get some kind of closure uh-huh. in some aspect from this man, right? And I think Tom Hanks did a wonderful job. I think this is the most, I wouldn't say tame, but this goes, this goes back to, to early Tom Hanks for me. Yeah. This is early Tom Hanks. This is like, you know, um, uh, life is a box of chocolate. Like that, 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 this Forrest is, Gump. yeah, but, it, but it's like, cause he's, he's definitely shifted more towards seasoned actor. Yeah. Everything that he does is uh, is almost like a step up from from previous roles. He's always trying to one up and make himself. Yeah. And this role, gosh, I don't know, because it's it's almost like he was trying to step back, but still stole the show. <laughs> For sure, dude, I completely agree with <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, like I think this is, I think probably one of the first Tom Hanks movies I've seen where he wasn't like the main character. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you don't see that because of course you build somebody like Tom Hanks, it's like. He's your top build actor. Yeah. He's going to be the one on the number one, which I was a little disappointed. I think. I mean, I think they should have embraced the fact that Lloyd was the main character more so than they did. 
Yeah, I think I, I believe I knew going into it that that Mr. Rogers there, there was the there main was talk. No, there was talk saying that that, that don't like it go was about expecting it was about this character. magazine article that came yeah. out in 1998. But I'm I'm talking about first build. I'm talking right. about cover. That's true. Yeah, he like, I'm he, he definitely about, got first building. He like like. I think they could have given Lloyd the, uh, Matthew Reese his his time I don't know. to shine. I mean, I they in the movie they did in the movie in like did. advertising they didn't. But I think it would have been a little bit more successful if that was the case. In my opinion, I think it would have been less successful. Really, I think them using Tom Hanks as Mister Rogers for well, like advertising. It, yeah, they're using it for. for I think purpose, that's that's the reason behind its success. Like it's got. Uh, I don't remember the exact Rotten Tomato scores, yeah. but they're both in the nineties for the critics and the audience. <sighs> I guess I'm rooting for the underdog. I like I like when they put the underdog up there for yeah. you know. Matthew Reese is great. <laughs> I, was great. I don't know if I've seen anything else that he's been in. I was I remember looking at his IMDb page and I I didn't I recognize didn't, anything. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, I've heard really good things anything. about the the show Perry Mason that he's the he's Perry the main Mason. Yeah, that's right. But I that's haven't right, watched right. it. I'm sorry. I kind of want to double back to Chris Cooper. Yeah. So we're talking about actors here. Um, I'm a big Chris Cooper fan. I'm a yeah. big. I, I love everything he's, he's in. Yeah, as we said earlier, he's very typecast. Typecasted. There's a reason, but for he's freaking good at he's it. He's so good he's in every role that he plays. Um, the second half of the movie really shined for him. Yeah, and the concept of loss, the concept of death. Um, I know two people in this room are, are have faced that probably more so than me and you. When it comes down to the fear of losing somebody, yeah, and seeing that on the other end of it, yeah, was pretty hard to see, yeah. You know, um, to be able to put your differences aside, put your anger aside, and I think Chris Cooper was perfectly. I think this was his role, yeah. To, I think if anybody got an Oscar for best supporting actor for this movie, it should have been him. It should have been him. Um, that whole sequence in the the last little bit. On his deathbed. Yeah. When it's... My favorite sequence between him and Lloyd is when Lloyd wakes up in the middle of the night to feed his son. Mm-hmm. And he goes and ends up sitting with his dad. Yeah. And it's like 3 a.m. Yeah. And they just have this talk. They have the and, talk. And for the first time in the movie, they tell each other that they love each yeah. other. Yeah. Because of who? Because of good old Mr. Rogers. Because Mr. Rogers. Uh, but seeing that whole... Like that whole... Uh, uh, when the whole family's there. Yeah. And what they're talking about, they're like... Um, we're gonna go on a vacation. Yeah, you know we're gonna go on the beach. We're gonna right. lay on the beach, and you, you hear he, he just lay, perfect. Chris Cooper just like I'm already there. Yeah, like he lays back, and it's like you can see, you know, experiencing my grandfather's passing more recently, my my grandmother's passing more recently than than I would like to admit. Uh-huh. To see that look that he made, yeah, really hit because like you could tell this man has accepted. Yeah. And wants to move on. Yeah, which brings up the probably the best line in the whole movie because they're talking about that, and then he says that, and then mentions that he's probably going to be dead by then. Yeah, and then the whole room gets quiet. Yeah, and then good old Tom Hanks says, "Mr. Rogers says anything human is mentionable. Mm-hmm. Anything mentionable is manageable." Which isn't like which a real is, yeah. a real quote that Mr. Rogers said. Because mm-hmm. that just hits home, man. That yeah. just really hits home, and it's it's. We knew it was coming. We knew that that at that point, I knew what the climax was going to be. Yeah, and I love, I love the fact that he felt like Lloyd was so important to visit him mm-hmm. and to go to the hospital and to yeah. talk to him and to shake his dad's hand. And 
I was kind of surprised because I'm like, I, I didn't know we were going to get what he whispered in his ear. Yeah. I thought it was going to be obscure and it was going to be just kind of like, that was between them yeah. two. It was a very know? Mr. Rogers thing to say. It was say, a very though. Mr. Rogers thing to say, but he's like, I want you to pray for me. Yeah. Because if you get anybody going through what you're going through, yeah. it's closer to God than I ever will. Yeah. And to see Chris Cooper's face, and he's like, I will. will. It's the best. Damn, dude. <laughs> He's not, or it's not selfish, I'm sorry. He's not doing this for some kind of self-reward. He's not doing this to fulfill anything within himself. Right. Everything he's doing for, for you. Yeah. To fulfill your own life, to fulfill your own satisfaction in life or in love or in death or in happiness or in birth. Yeah. You know? And it, it's just, it, it's a story that I think needs to be told more often. I think a lot of filmmakers are super hesitant about yeah. these kinds of movies. Um, the director, Mary she hasn't Ellen done, Heller. she hasn't done anything that I've seen. Yeah. Um, same. but she did an incredible job. She did an amazing job. We were watching job. it last night and I was like, you know, <laughs> I think if a man directed this movie, he wouldn't have been able to capture the emotion quite as well. It's true. Unless it was like Mr. Rogers himself. It's a hundred percent. That part I didn't true. say. Yeah. The rest of it I did. But like, it's, just it's everything all the emotions everything yeah. was captured so perfectly emotional like i put i put two words down that i couldn't get i couldn't get out of my head is emotional and overwhelming yeah that's the two words but I in, put down. in probably the best way possible in the best way possible yeah um she was i didn't realize this i don't know if you guys watched the queen's gambit we haven't Lee has she's in that the director is an act, actress in that oh really yeah she's acted and she's directed she's produced that's um, kind of cool that's the only thing I can credit her on is in the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. I know she's done other stuff. Forgive me. Yeah. I know she did one with Melissa McCarthy before this that got similar but not as much praise. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious for that. She's so good all around that it's, it's hard to think of her doing anything, <laughs> anything that could top this. But that's a good director. And, no, and absolutely. an even better director will come back with Mary something ten times better. That's an even better director. Right. If she can bounce back off this and create the same emotion but ten times better. Yeah. I really liked – it didn't happen, I don't think, at all in the second half of the movie. But in the first half of the movie, every time there was like a location change, mm-hmm. they used the miniature set they used like the set. they did on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. That, that was a really cool addition to the, to the movie. That's what kind of hit me a lot was, again, like going back to the opening, Very the camera going through up to the house. Yeah. You know, that whole iconic scene, I'm like – like I said, it, it was like this box opened up. Like I remember sitting here yeah. watching. Like it was I something that this. you repressed unintentionally. Unintentionally, yeah. You know, and it, it, you know, life Not even goes like on. for a bad reason. It was no, just life like goes some, on. Yeah. You grow up. You do your thing. But it's like it's 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 a good feeling. It's a great feeling to go back and see something that impacted you so much that you may have forgotten. Right. And now it's like I'm never going to forget this. Yeah. You know, now this is opened up, and yeah. now this is a part of my life, and. Yeah. You almost want to sit there and say, like, what would Mr. Rogers do? Yeah. What would Mr. Rogers say? How can I get through this struggling situation yeah. thinking about Mr. Rogers? Yeah. You know? Oh, we went down the deep end. Yeah. We'll go down the funny end for a bit here. Okay. I'm so happy that they made a reference to all the jokes and all the, the myths of who oh, he was. Oh, yeah. Like him being like a, a sharpshooter. So, so growing up uh, in middle school... Yeah. It was always the joke. I remember a kid running up to me. He's like, did you know Mr. Rogers was in was in World War II? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what, what is going on? He was born in 1928. <laughs> he was born in the middle of World War II. <laughs> no. No, no. 
Re- rethink that. When was World War II? 1945. It was not that late, was it? World War II? We joined World War II in 1944. Oh, I don't know anything. He was, was a child when he, in World War II. <laughs> the, joke, the joke always was that he was a sniper. Right. And they're like, do you know why he always wears long sleeves? And we're like, got- why? Because he had all, all these military tattoos. Yeah. I remember like that stuck with me until I was like you know 15 years old whatever yeah. it was and of course they came out debunked and it was all you know all BS yeah. but uh, I love that his uh, Lloyd's brother-in-law <laughs> what, what did he say he's like um, didn't you serve or something yeah. like Isn't that sure that you're a sharpshooter you're a sharpshooter <laughs> so I love that they kind of played off that a little bit there because that, that was that was a worldwide known kind of myth about Mister yeah. Rogers well especially like. In 98, Mr. Rogers was only on TV for a few more years after that. Yeah. So it was like, obviously, it had been a rumor that had been around for a yeah, while. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, like, before we started this, I didn't realize that... I, I I saw the scene in the movie, but I didn't realize that he started it in the late 60s. Like, yeah, I, I, knew, I knew it had been running for a while, mm-hmm. but that long. Yeah. You know? It's, it's funny if you watch, like, some of the early episodes, because they're in black and white. Yeah. And he had, like, pitch black hair. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like it's not at all and the set is a little bit different yeah and so it's just like it's so different but yeah. it's hilarious but hearing that train come through i mean oh god the trolley the trolley and i love that the 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 the, the uh not hallucination but the dream sequence uh-huh. that lloyd had where he was in there and he was puppet sized yeah. and his wife comes out his wife's the one that talks. Yeah. Did you notice the first dream sequence that he had? Because he, he, there was, like, two parts where he was dreaming. The first one, he's, like, envisioning, like, all these different clips from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And then there's, like, a split second where he sees Mr. McFeely. And he says, speedy delivery. That was the real one, right? No. It was Chris Cooper. No. The guy that plays his dad in that one short little clip. No. Yeah. I didn't notice. I, we watched this movie three what? times, and I noticed it just the, just last night. Just in this one little clip while he's dreaming, I was like, <gasps> I had I I rewound it and I was like, yeah, his dad is Mr. Oh McFeely of that dream. Well done, freaking movie, man. Yeah. Well, like, and it's it's so subtle because one, he's got like the whole postal worker outfit got, on yeah, with yeah. the mustache and like the long hair. That's probably why. It and didn't it's, click it's to me. so yeah. fast. It's so fast that I didn't notice it the first two times that we oh, watched it. Dude. And last night I was like, <gasps> whoa, that that was that was really well done. That was yeah. really well done. The also the actor that played Mr. McFeely in the movie, and the one who played uh, Lady Aberlin in the Neighborhood of Make Believe, mm-hmm. the they looked and sounded identical to the people. Well, who I thought I life. thought that he was in it. The guy that played Mr. Just McFeely in that, in that one scene, just in the in one the, scene in the restaurant. That's right. Okay, no, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. So going back to uh, cool things about the movie. Yeah. In the the scene where where they're in like the the theater with the string quartet. Yeah. Um, Maxine Roach, she's one of the members of that string quartet. She was actually on that episode of Mr. I Rogers had a feeling. I had a feeling. Which was so... You can find it on, on YouTube, um, just the full episode. It was too much focus on this person. Like, I... I there was like... Yeah. This is not was. She yeah. was in the original episode that actually aired. It was... I mean, it was a little bit different than what was in the movie. Um, it, it was just so, like... Uh, but I just thought that was really cool that they were like, they found this woman. Yeah. And brought her back for this movie to play the exact same yeah. role, which I thought was so cool. Well, it was like, well, what are you going to play next? Oh, we're going to play one of your songs. Yeah. 
you know, and it took which me is back. what they did in, the, in that yeah. episode of the show. It took me back to when I was in orchestra, where it was like, you know, we're gonna pick it. Yeah, and he's like, what does that mean? But it was like he was genuinely curious, but he always knew how to ask it to get that more information out of you yeah. for his audience. Yeah. You know, it was so his TV, so cool. his television friend. Um, I really, I really, really liked that they included his anger. Yeah, and because this man that you just watched for the last hour and forty minutes. Never really expressed any other kind of emotion except for empathy and respect and mm-hmm. and connection to you. Right. And uh, they make a comment of um, what it was. What, what, did they, what did he say? What it's like when he when he feels anger or whatever it was. And he's yeah. like, it's like somebody's on a piano and hits all the keys at once. All the all the low keys. All yeah. the low keys. It's at like once. how he expresses his his negative emotions. Yeah. You like you pound a lump of clay. Yeah. You. You play. You run as fast as you can, and they kept that. You and swim. It wasn't after until I was like kind of processing that I was like, he was doing this because he's mad that Lloyd lost his dad. Yeah, and that even though he did everything he possibly could, he still lost his life. Yeah. And it's it's you could tell that that was the importance to him playing the song, and he just stops. Yeah. And the anger comes out. It's, it's the, all the low notes a couple times. And, and just goes, he right, just back goes to right back to it. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that that was, I mean, he never lets that anger take control. Right. Which is incredible. It's, it's en- <laughs> I'm envious. I let, I let my I'm, anger take envious, control more, you know? way more often than I would ever care to admit. That was just, that was a perfect ending. It was a perfect ending. Yeah. I loved the shift in um, real life to the set again right with the funeral that was a really good transition yeah i thought that was well done um this man's important yeah this man is extremely important and i mean if you're one of the few that never grew up with this man or never have seen anything it's not too late it's never too late yeah watch the, you said the show the original show's on hulu right um, there's a single season from like the mid seventies on Amazon prime. Video. Okay. Um, it's like season seven. I think you, it's in like 73 is when it takes place. YouTube it. Yeah. There's, you, there's full episodes. Uh, there's full episodes on YouTube. They're 28 minutes long. YouTube them. Um, it's a kid's show. Yeah. But like we just said earlier, like I could sit down and watch Sesame yeah. street at 30 there's years a, old. There's an episode you know? that Mr. Rogers wrote overnight one night. Yeah. Um, right after, uh, Bobby Kennedy was assassinated. Oh wow! And it's it. A lot of it. There's a scene in the neighborhood of Make Believe where Lady Aberlin is talking to to Daniel, the striped tiger. Yeah. And he's he's having her blow up this balloon and let the air out, and he keeps having her do it and having her do it. And he's like, "What happens if if you blow all your air out?" And she's like, "Well, you can't." And she explains to him why. And then Daniel just goes, "What does assassination mean?" And it's like, it, I just got the goosebumps just saying that. Because it's one of those things. It's a kid's show. And they just said that. Like, they cover heavy topics. It's it's one of those things where he knew that that all these people were talking about it, like parents and, like, teenagers and all these, and, like, adults. And these kids are left out. And yeah, these kids are just sitting there and they don't know what's going on. Yeah. And they don't know why all these people are feeling this way. Yeah. And so a lot of that, the reason for all these things is just to... to um, help kids feel the emotions that they're feeling well, and, and express them in, yeah. in healthy ways. Yeah. You know? 
where it's not just like, oh, this guy, this guy died. Like, it's yeah. not like this, this black and white thing. It's like, we're going to, we're going to present this situation and we're going to allow you to feel the right emotions on yeah. what's exactly happening. Yeah. Like know? there's an episode where, where Mr. Rogers goes to feed his fish and one of them is, is dead at the mm-hmm. bottom of the fish tank. So he takes it out, puts it in a little cloth in a little box and goes out and buries it and buries tells it. a story and about explains his, what he's his, doing. his dog that died when he was young. Yeah. And how he was sad and how it was okay to feel those emotions. Wow. And it's just, it's watching things like that that you realize why he was so important. Yeah. And still is. Yeah. Well, 18 it, years after he died. It, it, it's, it, that, to me, that's extremely important because, you know, I'm a bit, big advocate of not, uh, when it comes to parenting or when it comes to teaching kids things, to not shy away from stuff, right. not to bullshit, not to sit there and, and fake things and yeah. to create an illusion. And I think that's too easy nowadays where parents are like, oh, well, this is because he went down and, and it's some magic, you know, some like some crazy thing. And it's like, it's kind of naive. It's kind of selfish that you're sitting there expecting that this kid isn't going to understand what you're saying. Right. If you're explaining it the wrong way, you know, and yeah. he does it in such a way that the, the kid can help ask his parent in a healthy way right what happened or why did this happen or yeah. why are they doing why did they exclude him you know what i mean and it creates a conversation it creates yeah. a conversation and that, what do you that, do when you when you feel what do you this do way? yeah what do you do it's like i feel this way and I, I don't want to bottle it or of course the kid doesn't know what that means but what do i do yeah you know and I have to go back. I mean, you got you guys just before this kind of bombshelled me with that that clip from that podcast. Yeah, okay. talking about Francois you know, Clemens. Yeah, talking about the 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 racial problems in what the late sixties. You late said sixties, and uh, having this man on and this this police officer and the fact that the most important thing to Mister Rogers was to be this man's friend. Yeah, this black man in the middle of the civil rights movement to be his friend yeah and to show the importance that the, you know this this idol you look up to is looking at this man as a person right which even to this day i think we can call back to that pretty easily i mean especially now yeah to to show the importance of the difference of people and of you know we're all the same. We're all we're all humans, right? And the simplest thing as sharing a pool to yeah. wash your feet in mm-hmm. speaks volume, you know. Yeah. And you know, speaking as as an Asian American in this day and age, which is probably one of the scariest things I've probably ever experienced. Yeah. And I tell Stephanie this almost every other day is that I'm 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 grateful that I look Hispanic. Yeah. I'm I'm grateful and I never I never thought I'd say that. Yeah. That sucks. And to be on the receiving end to just to witness these things which every African American has witnessed since the birth, the birth of the nation yeah. um puts things in perspective because I've always been we've all in this room have always been so open and so loving and caring. Right. But seeing Rogers and and, and the, all this was just overwhelming just yeah. to you know feel that. And um, I encourage everybody. I mean, listen to that clip. Go watch. Go watch it. Yeah. Go, the, go experience the, that. There's a podcast called Finding Fred, for those of you who don't know. Uh, that was just a guy just talking about Fred Rogers. And he interviews a bunch of people, some people that have worked with him, some people yeah. that just that were influenced by him growing up. 
Which a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people. It's not very long. They're like 30 to 40 minute episodes. Yeah. Maybe like eight of them. It's very good. Yeah. Um, there's some really good stories on there. If you just want to just educate yourself, that's, you know. It's the best thing you can do. Yeah. That's a, it's a really simple way to, you know, even listen to it while you're going to work. If you're asking why or asking how or asking what you can do. Yeah. Um, this is probably the best way to do it. This is the best way to do it. Yeah. I mean, we, we you Aside know, there's, there's. sitting and watching every episode of the show, <laughs> watching all the, like, interview clips and yeah. everything with him. But I think this is, a, this is a good episode to kind of touch on some real stuff, too, and yeah. kind of, you know, express both, you know, yours and I's opinions and beliefs and yeah. of course if you disagree you know that's that's your that's your right right um but in this in this household in this quantum of solace we uh we love everybody you know we love each other we love life we love people yeah uh, and we find little things in in life and in people that we can relate to and yeah. stuff and uh mr rogers is the epitome of that yeah you know and it's it's hard not to feel any kind of it's hard not to feel emotional when you when you talk about it and think about it and watch it yeah especially if if that's something that you were raised on yeah i think you hit on the nail when you're saying that this was the perfect time for this movie to come out yeah in this day and age late 2019 what's happening and um this is a movie that is for everybody i think it's for everybody it really is some of the other movies we've talked about not for everyone Take your what like let your kids watch this. Yeah, let your kids watch Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah, like like just if you're having a hard time being a parent. Yeah, throw this on. Especially if you're having a hard time being a parent. Yeah. I can't I can't contest that. Neither of us can contest that right now. <laughs> That's true. Um, but but they do such a wonderful job with Lloyd and being a new a new father on how to deal with this. Yeah. You know, and I, I think this was a very very well made movie. Well, thanks Let's for push it up it. To the Thank top, you guys man. for voting for it. Yeah, thank you for voting this for is it. A, this is a fun... I want to try to keep... I was talking to Benji about this earlier this week or last week. Uh, keep polls. Um, we're going to try to keep up yeah, more... maybe once a month. We'll pull, well, not just for the movies we're watching, just for oh. in general. Yeah. More uh, uh, interactions. Yeah. You know? Uh, social media, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Um, Next yeah. week, to prepare for... Uh, the new movies that are coming out, we're going to watch yes. A Quiet Place. A Quiet so Place. take kind of a hard left turn because in a couple of weeks, A Quiet Place Part 2 comes out. Yeah. And that will be our first movie back in theaters. We're going to take a lot of left turns. I mean, I yeah. think I think what's what's really, I think, unique, we're trying to find unique things about what to do here. Yeah. Um, we're not scared to kind yeah. of go jump around. we got to keep you guys on your toes. Yeah. I have a buddy that I haven't seen since... Freshman year, I, I I apologize if you're listening because I know you're listening to this. It's been a long time. Yeah, um, Gabe, I know you're listening to this right now, dude. Hi, Gabe. Thank you, man. Like it, it means <laughs> Stephanie's. Like, I love you, Gabe. Um, I, I I can't I can't express enough how meaningful it is the fact that we haven't really spoken face to face in over a decade or seen each other in even longer. Yeah, and you are one of our first subscribers. Um, you input, you you give advice, um, you have a history in film and audio, so that was that was really 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 cool to hear from you. Um, spread the word, man. Keep it up. Yeah. Like honestly, like it's that's awesome. I, that's really cool. I appreciate cool. everything. Yeah, yeah. And I know you know at, at this point we're still kind of like cheering. Oh, our parents are listening. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, your guys' parents are listening. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. mine. Are. Which but is fine. It's cool to know that there's people out there that we actually personally know that are giving us a shot and. Um, 
keep it up, man. I mean, and and I encourage like one thing I was I was thinking about the other day is is reach out to us, comment, yeah, talk you know, to I us. I'm I the the poll was fun. Yeah, the poll was we, fun. We got to have we got participation. Yeah, like people yeah. people voted. And we even got a couple of DMs of people like, yeah. putting in their opinion on, on what movie. We want to continue. Which is really that. cool. That's it's yeah. so. That's I mean that's a lot of the reason why we're doing this. I think I, I know you're on it a lot more than I am. I know Gabe was one of the ones that responded to our Spider-Man post. Right? It means a lot. What one thing are we going to do to bring ourselves a little bit more like Mister Rogers? What 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 are you going to do within yourself? Or oh gosh. It's a hard thing to do. That's a lot to live up to. I okay. So for me, I've already been kind of trying to do this at work. My 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 place of business that I work at is still requires masks, which is really difficult to convey emotions or excitement towards other people. Right. It's pretty tough. Um, I've been trying to work on my overall smile face. If is that cheesy as enough as you I can smile with that. your eyes and. Uh, I've noticed a difference. I've noticed that if you if you make that conscious like wider smile, yeah, people notice it. Yeah, you know, and especially with just like people random like like the CDS, the sample ladies, or whoever people I haven't met or don't really talk to. You know, they say hi. It's like I'm not gonna just look at them and nod, even though I may be smiling. No, you're gonna kind of make that you know conscious effort just to kind of smile more. Yeah. I think that's my thing. I think mine is being I. I would like to be more more gracious with people because mm-hmm. um, sometimes I have a hard time with that. Like people who are just kind of rude or, in in my opinion, drive poorly. Quick to judge. I'm quick to judge and quick to be angry about it. And so I think working oh, on I'm that. I'm right there with you. Yeah. yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially today. All right, Steph, what are you going to do this week with Mr. Rogers? Go swimming every day. I want to start running. Oh, well, that's nice. another one. There you go. My emotions have been overrunning. Yeah. And I need to run. You got to find an outlet. I was going to say find finding a um an expellent of work stress. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Which that's a good that's a good way to do it. Me. I'm going to remember that everybody is special. And just because I don't yeah. agree with them, and just because I don't think that I'm not going to talk to them and try to make them agree with me, I'm mm-hmm. just going to talk to them because they deserve it, because they're special. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do this week. Yeah. Cool. Well. Wow. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> emotional note. <laughs> in the words of our the late, great Fred McFeely Rogers. I hope you know that you make today a very special day by just your being you. There's no one in the whole world like you, and I like you just the way you are.